What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, January 11th, one one one. Is that not an angel number? Isn't that like those things that we say, you know, like when there's threes, things come in threes, numbers come in threes. And I think 111 means something real and big. And I know there's a lot of you guys out there that follow the numerology and all of that fun astrology type stuff. So leave it in the comments and tell me what 111, 11124. I wish it sounded better, but leave it in the comments and let me know. Thank you guys so much for being here. Of course, I love a Thursday show because we have two of the best Real Housewives episodes back to back every Wednesday night and like so much to talk about. And I'm so excited because today I don't get to do it alone. Today, I actually have a guest and I'm going to bring her up in just a moment. The Brooke Ashley, the, the Brooke Ashley. You guys may know her here from YouTube. She has uh, a, a high, highly engaged audience here on YouTube. I know she's been a guest on a variety of different shows and she's a Bravo connoisseur. She's a Real Housewives person. So I can't wait to really chat with her in just a moment. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that this week's episodes of Daily Dose of Donna are sponsored by Kitsch. Kitsch is game changing. That's what Kitsch's biggest fans say about its time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body because are you ready to change your beauty game? You know, I always say new year, new you. And you know what? Why not say new year, new, year, new face? But you don't have to go and get plastic surgery, right? We don't have to actually go and spend a lot of money because whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch was started in 2010 by selling hair ties door to door, literally just hustle in a dream. Don't we all know that feeling? It's so, it's so Erica Jane, right? Kitsch is self-funded, female founded, and now carried in over 20,000 re retail locations, but you don't even have to go to a retail store, y'all. You just have to go to my link because you're going to get 30% off. I have a link for 30% off at mykitch.com slash Donna. That's right. 30% off everything and everything, anything and everything, not everything and everything, anything and everything at mykitch, K-I-T-S-C-H.com slash Donna. That's D-A-N-A. -A. Once again, mykitch.com slash Donna for 30% off your order. Pack up those carts, guys. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Get on it. I see all your comments. You guys, I can't wait to introduce my co-host for today's episode, the Brooke Ashley. Brooke. Hey, Donna. How are you? I am so, well, I'm so much better now that I see your happy smile. You've got a smile that lights up a room. Oh, thank you so much. You're too kind. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So Brooke, how long have you been doing your YouTube recaps? I, I have been doing, it'll make five years in September. No way. Yeah. So, so let's try to like place ourselves five years ago. What shows were you talking about? And like, what was happening on those shows? Do you even remember? I do. It was season four of Potomac. Um, it was, I want to say like season seven of Married to Medicine. Okay. So City had just no Salt Lake City was coming out the following year. Uh, yeah, I I remember. Uh, yeah, uh, it was like maybe I think Nene was still on uh, Atlanta. Got it. So this was this was prior to these crazy scandals, right? This was prior to Scandival. This yes. was prior to Kyle Morgan Mauricio Love Triangle. This was prior to um, Monica on Salt Lake City. Like 
everything, <laughs> the game changed in 2023 on the Bravo escape. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree. Uh, you so know what? Yeah, go. I think something shifted season five of Potomac. That's when everything shifted. But we remind get- me what remind me season five. I don't know the numbers. I can never keep that straight. The big fight. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you think that that was the moment? See, but you can also go backwards and say maybe the baptism fight between Teresa and her brother on Jersey. Like there was so there, it was so much drama, but nothing was like this last year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it shifted, but I think something shifted during COVID. Like things just haven't been the same since. Um, by the way, by the way, nothing is the same since COVID. Forget Bravo. My brain changed. Like, I really do believe that we're going to have to look back at this time. Like in 2045, we're going to go back and be like, you know, like BC and AD. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's going to be BC and AC. It's going to be before COVID and after COVID. Like before COVID, we were all happy. After COVID, we were killing ourselves. <laughs> like it is so bad. It's just, and I don't mean that in an actual way. I mean like each other, killing each other. <laughs> like I feel like we're in apocalypse apocalypse now. That's what I mean. Welcome. I, I agree. <laughs> but it's some good TV though. It's It's been, it, there hasn't been a dull moment. No, and it's been amazing. And actually, Storm brings up a really good point. He says, COVID definitely changed the fandom. Yes. People became so much more intense when it used to be escapism TV. I think that is actually the truth. Like, we, because you didn't have any other distractions, we all became massive, obsessive mm-hmm. fans. And I think so many people started their own accounts and started, like, really following accounts, BravoCon, all of those things. <laughs> it's really interesting. So um, what's your favorite show to cover? My favorite show used to be Potomac, but now Potomac is in its flop ever right now. We don't even want to get into that. But um, I, I mean, I've always loved Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills has always been a top franchise of mine. So I'm enjoying Beverly Hills. Salt Lake City has been so much fun to recap. Oh. I have enjoyed every single minute. Okay, so you're you agree that Potomac is in its flop era. What are we going to do about that? And how like I I admit and I've talked to my uh, Daily Dose audience about this, that I was hardcore Potomac for like three seasons. I skipped the fight years and I actually restarted watching it because of my audience telling me how good it was from last season. So I was super excited about the season, but the season has given us nothing except except an app like a, a reminder of why Karen Huger is amazing. I just love her so much. (laughs) yeah karen is funny karen will always give you that uh comedic relief but it's but even that can't save what is going on like potomac right now is a sinking ship we need Mm. to we need to regroup you know and uh try to uh get back to the original formula yeah uh, i think that there needs to be some cast changes in my opinion i think that a few of the ogs have got to go and yeah. uh, let's get some new faces in. And when you say a few of the OGs, are we talking Robin Giselle? Who are we talking? You, you, you just said it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. In the event that Bravo does not want to get rid of, you know, everybody, I think that a major shift would happen if they got rid of Giselle because I do feel like Giselle is holding the group back. When she's not around, they actually do get along. But because mm-hmm. she's there and she has such a heavy presence on the show and they a lot of the women do kiss up to her, they're not going to be able to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh Lauren's comment name them. That's yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to name like we're going to play a game. We're going to play and I've done this with like the Brav Bros. I do this. I like to like test you guys. Not test, but like just get pick your brains. So, I'm wondering when you remember that episode of Salt Lake City when they were churning their butter in such a sexual manner, yeah. um, remember how they played that game of like if you had to get rid of someone on the wagon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which which always just cracks me up that they play these games that they assume will not start drama. Because I don't know about you, but if I sit with my girlfriends and to have this game, we'll probably fight too. Of course. So. You think on Potomac, we got to get rid of Robin and Giselle. Those two are keeping the wagon from moving. What about NECA? Oh, absolutely. And Ashley. Ashley's got to go. Ashley has got to go. I mean, if anything, I would say Ashley 
before Robin because Ashley has been coasting with no storyline. I mean, mm -hmm. Robin too, but Ashley has such a diabolical spirit. Like she really just stirs it up and then she gets away with it scot-free. It, it drives me crazy. I'm with you on that 100%. Okay, let's move on to Salt Lake City. Do we get rid of any of them? I think it's a perfect cast. Perfect. Okay, well, guys, my Salt Lake City recap is uploading as we speak. Ooh, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, the reunion part one is, uh, I went in on Monica. I think that Monica has overplayed her hand. Um, she has to go. I just feel like she's a crazed fan who joined this show and then on top of that, for you to talk about, oh, I feel intimidated and I feel bad because they have this and I don't have that. You knew what you were signing up for when you got on the show. That's like walking into Neiman Marcus or Saks and saying, oh, the prices are too high. I feel intimidated. They would laugh you out the store. It, 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 does, it doesn't make sense. Well, it's not housewives material. Like we always talk about how aspirational the show should be. So whenever yeah. you see someone down and out, like it's like giving Gina from OC. <laughs> Yeah. And I and I think that there's like times for that when you see people going through ups and downs, but she never she never had a lot of money to start with. So it's like it feels like we're just starting from the bottom and fine. She's a great reality star. Is she a housewife? But she has made this this season beyond. She has. I will give her that. I will always give credit where credit is due. She definitely yeah. has. But I don't think that we need to see a crazed fan who is willing to lie and do whatever to get lie, cheat, steal all of it. Yeah. So what about, okay, so let's move on to another cast that, I mean, we're going to talk about Miami and Beverly Hills in just a minute. So what other shows, what other Real Housewives are on right now? We talked about Salt Lake City. We talked about Potomac. I've got to be missing one. Is there only four on right now? Four. All right. Well, let's go to OC because I just read that apparently, according to page six, Alexis Bellino is being offered. Again, the article says today that she's being offered a full-time cast member. Uh, enough. I'm done with OC. Um, I actually like OC. You I, do? I've always had like a special place in my heart for them. I always felt like they were criminally underrated. The drama's always been good. I love Heather Dubrow. Like she's love. I, I love that her. was unexpected, by the way, because I did not like her until this last season. Like I really struggled with her, but this last season, I was like, they are awful to her. Like she needs, she's amazing. Yeah, she is. I like she, Jen. I like the new girl. I do too. I like and, her a lot. Yeah, and she's really nice in person as well. She and Ryan were very kind the couple times I've spoken to them. So I like them. Okay, so um, so then what about uh what other show is not on right now? That Oh, Jersey. Jersey is a cast of 475 people. What do we do about that show? I wonder what next season will be like. We don't know. Well, I, at BravoCon, I went to their panel. I actually went to the wrong panel. I wanted to go to the panel with um, the one with Melissa and uh, Margaret and I, for, and, uh, who, I forgot who else. Um, is, was it Jackie? Or no, Jackie was with Teresa. Jackie was with Teresa. I went to that one. Okay. And um, I I'm not excited for them because one, I feel like Bravo's giving them way too much power. It should be, look, if you guys can't get along and film together, then I'm we're going to, you know, scrap this show. Yeah. I don't think that they get to, they should not have the say on, they should be dictating what they want to do. It should be, no, if you want your check, then you guys have to make up and get along. If not, we're going to recast. I know. I know. It does feel like like when you have two kids, like I have two boys and if they're fighting like that, I'm not going to still give them like their toys. I'm going to be like, no, until you make up, uh -huh. you can't play. Um, and it's and it's so true. And I wonder, I think they're too scared. I think Bravo's too scared because the fans of the of the, you know, the Teresa fans and then the Melissa fans are so loud and so strong on both sides that they know they're going to alienate so many people. So I think they just feel like stuck. And meanwhile, Joe Gorga is like jumping onto his son's, uh, you know, what was up with that? I was like, what? His wrestling match. Yeah. He Crazy. like burst out the referee or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's only like, that's so typical of him, but anyway, so, okay. Before we get into talking about last night's TV, we have to mention that the summer house trailer was just released. And yes. when I tell you, 
I watched it three times. <laughs> I'm excited. Something's happened. You know, we're talking about how the the Bravo fandom and everything has changed. Something has happened in the editing rooms of these Bravo trailers mm -hmm. because they have stepped this shit up. I feel like we are watching, like, we're at the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Is it's so dramatic and flashy and the music it's just and the tears. Yes. yes. Okay. So Summer House for all like if you've been watching Summer House for the years, which we all have, you said you you binged it recently. I binged it during quarantine. I was mm. like, let me just like you know, I was always I I would always watch it like sporadically here and there, and yeah. then finally I just said, let me just watch it. I so I started it and I was a I was hooked. I was a COVID watcher as well, and I loved it so, so much. And it was one of those shows where I thought it was a throwaway show because like yeah. Winter House to me is kind of a throwaway show, but Summer House brings it. Yeah. Um, this trailer obviously is centered around Carl and Lindsay's, you know, um, marriage prep or like planning and wedding plan planning. And then, of course, um, ending the engagement. But it's done so freaking well because basically what we're seeing is Carl's side finally. We've heard so much about Lindsay's side and he nails it. He's like, she's going to say she's blindsided. And she's like, I am blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Carl I, and Lindsay? Like, what's your feeling on them? Well, let me say this. He was on my flight to BravoCon. Ooh. In person, I the camera does not do him justice. He's very handsome in person. Really? Very. Very handsome, very nice, very personable. I'm but sure. I oh I always felt like it was a bit odd when they got together because I remember in the earlier seasons he wasn't feeling her. So mm. and, and, and I'm oh, I'm of the belief that generally men they know when they like you and when they don't. Like they don't usually change their minds. So they if they friend zoned you, you're there. Yeah. So for him to all of a sudden, you know, be like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love with her now. It's just kind of I thought that was weird. I was like, that's not usually how men operate. But I, if I were her, I would have said no, because who why would you take a man who rejected you? Like, no, no. So I already knew that it was on shaky ground. Lindsay is always a victim. She's kind of desperate, in my opinion. I feel like she just wants a man so badly. And. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really surprised by this breakup. I'm not either. I'm really not. But I also seriously thought that because they have gone through so much ups and downs and been on TV and if Carl actually decided that he was willing to get married and plan the wedding and go through the process, it's kind of surprising that he actually, like something was that big for him. Mm -hmm. Something sat in him and it, and we don't know specifically if it was one thing or if it was just a host of things. I'm guessing it was a host of things, but we saw a conversation in this, in the episode that we didn't know existed. And it was of Carl talking to his mom and his stepdad and they're sitting on the porch and the stepdad, I guess, is an efficient for weddings. That's yep. what he does or has done on the side. And he straight up says, I've married a lot of people and I wouldn't marry you guys. And I think that those conversations, if, if someone you respect are the nail in the coffin for a marriage. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine your dad or your mom? I mean, I don't know your relationships, obviously, with your parents, but like, I would just imagine if you care about your parents, you respect them, yeah. and then they say, I don't approve. How can you do it? How can you yeah. get married? You can. Yeah. It's really interesting. We also saw a lot of tears. We saw him saying something along the lines of like, you, uh, you said I was on drugs. We saw her say he's a terrorist. We don't know if he, she's talking about Carl because editing is always interesting. But we can tell that there's definitely a lot leading up to this. And I think there's a lot of women like Lindsay out there. I don't want to just say women, but I hate to do it. But I'm going to stereotype a lot of women in that age range who really just want to put the blinders on. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right? Um. But I think they're both happier now. Yeah, they looked good at BravoCon. She looked good. He looked good. So, I mean. You thought he looked good. You've said that a few times now. Yeah, <laughs> How good did he look? Now, now, let me ask you a question. Someone did say in the comments, uh, I, I forget who just said it, but someone just said he looks 
He looks um, Abraham. Do not disturb. Says he is very Abraham Lincoln looking. Okay, I agree. That's not really my type personally. He's very intense with his eyes, and his pants are always really white and tight. No, in person, I, I swear to y'all, I would not lie. I consider myself to have good taste, but I'm serious. Like in person, he looked really good. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, he's out there promoting non-alcoholic lover boys. I saw them, him and Kyle, who still has not cut that hair. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what is, what, is, okay. Now you mentioned something. You yes. have a, a, a past because you knew Amanda before Summerhouse. Explain. Did. So I used to work at Rent the Runway and it was during the time when it had just started and it was at Henry Bendel's in New York, RIP to Bendel's. But um, she trained me before she left. So I met, yeah, we worked alongside each other. Yeah, it was it was a cool experience. It was so funny to see her on the show like three years later. I was like, oh, like, okay, hey, Amanda. Like, and here she is crying over Kyle. And I'm like, this is not the same girl who trained me at Rent the Runway. So you're basically saying without saying that she had, she seemed a lot kind of more maybe tough or strong yeah, in, she in person. It. You did so to see her on the show and, and I, I wouldn't I, ne I never pegged her out to be like that I was like oh I thought she'd be like this around men too if that makes mm -hmm. sense no she definitely I mean I think from what I'm imagining about Amanda she definitely seems like she holds her own but she is not in any way like she does not come off like a ball buster by any means to me mm -hmm. I don't know um her, I wonder, I really do wonder, like, I think her and Kyle, she and Kyle will like go the distance as far as I'm concerned. I have no reason to think not, even though there is like, there's been rumors and whatever, but I feel like she just really accepts him for who he is. And I don't know, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how many more freaking seasons of this show can Kyle freaking do. And I'm sorry for staying, saying that freaking word so much, but like, it is shocking. He's 75 years old. He's Sutton's age. <laughs> yeah, and he looks good for his age. Yeah, he's 40. I think he's 40. Yeah, yeah. He does look good. He's good, yeah. Yeah. Do you um okay, so so we're definitely watching. I'm excited to see Paige back on screen. I have become since this last season of I mean, I've always loved Paige. Actually, no. I'm going to take that back. I didn't like Paige on Summer House, but now because of seeing her on Southern Charm and her and Craig, who I think are so fun to watch, mm -hmm. I am a Paige fan again. I've always been indifferent about Paige. As like, she has been indifferent about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's very indifferent. She's <laughs> just in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe they get out of bed more this season. Like, I didn't see one bed scene in that trailer. No, and I was surprised that they brought Gabby back because she wasn't in the trailer until the very end where she's crying about something. And I was like, oh, she's back? Isn't it weird that they brought her back and not Sam? Yes, and they didn't bring Maya back either. Yeah, well, Maya did kind of fall off the radar last season. Yeah, she was like really out, like she wasn't active or something. She was dealing with her boyfriend. Yes, the chef, right? Oliver or something. Yes, yes. We also got a rumor, and this is could just be a rumor, but you know my Instagram sleuths out there uh -huh. that Oliver Garcelle, like switching gears to Beverly Hills, Garcelle's son Oliver and Erica Jane are like fully dating apparently oh, have you heard this so that's the that's the guy that she's dating because she said at BravoCon that um she's dating a man who's i think 12 years younger and he's brown and she Ooh. said he, she said he's her type i am dying to know and i was like uh I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know specifically if this is true or not, because a lot of times these things just kind of, um, you know, they're, they're just rumors. But I wouldn't be surprised. I just think it's so weird to date your friend's son. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even visualize that. I mean, but my friend's sons are like eight. <laughs> like it wouldn't work. But I mean, I don't know. I just can't imagine. But listen, Oliver's got to make he's got to um, he's got to, you know, hit off every every show. Right. He did Vanderpump yep. Girls next to Summer House. He's going to probably end up on the next season of Winter House. I could see that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. We've got to get into last night's TV. Can we start with Miami and then end on Beverly Hills because I like to start with my least favorite of the night. Perfect. So let's start with Miami. Yeah. 
Yes. I have a quick question, Donna. Anytime. What do you think about them putting Beverly Hills and Miami on the same night? Because I, I can't stand it. I wish they had separate nights. Just to kind of spread the joy. Yeah, it's, it's too I feel much. I feel that way every single time. I feel like there's one night that's like heavy hitting because it's like almost like I look forward to these things like you savor a dessert. Yes. And sometimes like Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy, I held on to those episodes until the very last moment because I was like, if I watch it now, it's over. And I need, so you're right. Wednesdays and Thursday mornings for me, because I'm on the West coast. So like I watch things later. I have young kids. I can't watch it. You know, Wednesday and Thursday mornings are, it's a lot. I'm with you. Why don't we create a new schedule for Bravo? Okay. Let's do this. Potomac Sunday night. Monday night is, um, Monday night should be Miami. It should be Monday night, Miami, Tuesday night, Salt Lake city, Wednesday night, Beverly Hills, Thursday night, Southern charm. And Friday night, you know, Dirty Dancing or whatever movie they air. <laughs> Let's work on it. Um, Andy, I need Andy and a camera. Let's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about Miami. I need to know really fast, who are you kicking off the boat or the wagon? Because I've got, I've got a couple I want to kick off. Julia. She drives me nuts. She's so boring. Wait, you too. Okay. I'm so glad I am so glad to know I'm not the only one because she's not a bad person. No. It's so boring to me. Very. Yeah, it doesn't. She And even when she does have a story, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> I'm with you. Who else oh. are we kicking off the wagon? Um, I'm tired of Larsa. Lisa's getting on my nerves. If I hear Lenny one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a hint of who I think I need to be kicked off the wagon. Um, she does a lot of this and she says, bro, bro oh, Alexia. can't, I cannot, I've lost my mind mm -hmm. because I've talked about this so many times. She has a very, very strong, like Teresa like personality. And you know, those too. they're very similar. Neighbor. They both cannot listen. They can only speak. Mm -hmm. They are already kind of coming up with their answer before the person is even. And sh and they literally are um, like, it it's, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's talking to a wall when you talk to them. I can't handle that personality type. I think a lot of them are like that, but Alexia is on another level, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So the episode specifically, of course, we have a few different like by like bylines. I don't know what you would call it. I personally have talked about this. I am a huge Nicole and Gertie Stan. I love those two so much. They can do no wrong. So when they're attacking Nicole over and over about this freaking Anna Quinones, Quinsontia, <laughs> I can't say her name, Quinones. Um, it's so annoying because Adriana is so obviously the issue in the show. Mm -hmm. And why do you think Alexia and Marisol cannot wrap their head around anyone but Nicole doing it? Why do they hate Nicole so much? I think that Nicole is too good for this show. And I also feel like they're jealous because they know that. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Dr. Nicole is still going to be set whether she has this show or not. If Marisol and Alexia, if this show goes away tomorrow, who knows where they'll be financially, especially Alexia having to move out in 30 days. Into a $45,000 a month apartment. Is that a joke? Well, I don't even think that they can afford that, though, because even she said, well, we pay less than what we're paying now and our place is 10 times bigger. And the, and the realtor told her, well, you got a deal. So they obviously got some sort of discount. Yeah. But it's evident that there are some money problems there because one... If why would why how come Todd is he's being vague with the details and also why do you guys have to move out so fast? It, it something's not connecting because you won't you don't have to move out like that. They would have given you a few months. They don't give you just fifteen days to move out. You know something's it's giving it's giving that that one woman can't remember her name on OC early days OC. Remember the one that got the eviction notice in the door, Lynn, <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Lynn curtain. Was it curtain? Yes. Yep. Um, it, it's giving Lynn mm -hmm. and it's giving, it's giving this idea of like, if you're a real estate guy, Todd is the guy in real estate. Alexia keeps saying, someone tell me someone, someone out there, 
tell me if you're in real estate, what world would it make sense to rent over buy? I don't know, $45,000 a month. That's giving like Shaquille O'Neal, gorgeous, huge mansion, Los Angeles. Like it, it's for people, it's like basketball stars, athletes. Like that's the money that you have if you can pay $45,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Where is that money coming from? Why can't they take that money that would pay them six months of rent or eight months of rent and put it in a down payment? I'm so good. Is it a credit issue? What they is don't have it because they don't have it. But where is he getting where? How can he pay for rent then every month? How would they pay for if, it? If it's a, at a discount, who knows? Maybe that maybe they're behind on the rent and they they have a deal with the owner saying, hey, just don't put our business on the streets that we can't pay you the rent. Just say that you're buying us out or you're you're selling the unit and we'll leave it at that. We'll leave quietly. But they oh. probably made a deal saying, please don't say anything. They might be behind because I said the same thing. How do you not have the down payment money already there, but you claim to be so wealthy? Yeah. It's not adding up because they don't have it. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder where does, because this was filmed, I don't know when. I imagine like a while ago, because Gertie was still, this was pre-chemo. Yep. So, so just say this was filmed. I mean, we're in January. Let's just give it like April or May of last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where do they live now? Does anyone who here follows Alexia on Instagram? Because I don't. <laughs> I want someone to tell me where Alexia lives. Does she did she move into that apartment? Does she still live in her old one? Like, did they buy a little condo? Like, what's going on there? I need to know. We need to know what's going on. Um, I'm so I'm very, very interested what is going on there. It's bad. Uh Alexia Marisol, meanwhile, is just living her best life. I didn't realize that she's like a stepmom to these cute teenagers. <laughs> I love it. He's, so cute. Mary saw, you know, listen, she is not the nicest always, but there's something about the approach of hers that just like makes me smile. Really? I don't know why. She just makes me laugh. She's just so like, she's just so in her own world. You don't like her. No. Tell me everything right now. Uh, I think that Marisol is another one who's very thirsty And she's just mean because she had no problem to hate Dr. Nicole. I think that it's a jealousy thing with her. And I feel like she lets Alexia treat her like a flunky and a sidekick. That's so true. You're right about that. The Alexia Marisol relationship is odd. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, there's something going on. Do you think Marisol's just drunk? Like, what is the thing? Like, she just walks around like, I I feel like there's nothing. Like, she's just not real or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that that is kind of like a shtick that she uses just to be like funny. Mm. I don't really believe. Yeah. Like the cockies, like she wants to make that a thing. It's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Mm -hmm. We're not going to say cockies. Just stop. I would like to go to a bar and order a cocky. Like, can you imagine what a douche canoe I would look like if I walked into a bar here in LA and I was like, "Uh where's your cocky menu? (laughs) I'd like a maki. (laughs) <laughs> Can I have a mocky? It's dry January. Um, okay, interesting, interesting. A lot of you guys think back and forth. Now, Andrew says Mary Saul and Kiki need to be full-time housewives. Kiki deserves that freaking position, no question. I yeah. I- Love Kiki. Get Julia out of there and get Kiki in. Absolutely. Why do you think they keep Julia so much? Is I it because she's a lesbian and they feel like we need to have like that diversity there? That thought, the thought did cross my mind, but I really do think that Andy likes her. I'm sure she's a really nice person. No, she, she seems lovely, but I, I just, I don't know. I think, uh, you know what? I think maybe he's starstruck because she's married to Martina. Maybe Mm. that's the reason why she's still on the show. They're trying to get some U.S. Open in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling it. Maybe he just read like a book about tennis and he's like, got to get a tennis player. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. We'll we'll have to see if she can like, but like this is one or so in this episode, right? So in this episode, Mar- Mary Saul has this party and mm-hmm. it is like a PR haven. I mean, we like, I've never seen anything so sponsored, right? <laughs> and during this party, they decide not to, Mary Saul de- decides she's not inviting Nicole because she's still mad about Anna and Julia and Gertie have a job. I mean, Julia, yeah, Julia basically and Gertie have a job here. Their job is to absolve Nicole of being in trouble 
um, and kind of putting it on Adriana. But Julia is very much in the middle because she's close with Adriana. Julia can't like the fact that she's not able to just call out her friend and be like, this is bullshit. Nicole does not deserve this. You invited her. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, too. She's not a good housewife. No. And she has to like, throw each other under the bus. Yeah. She has to like, she has to like rehearse her lines because even when she got to Marisol's house, she's like, you know, I'm nervous and I have to confront the whole situation. It's like, girl, it's not that deep. You've been on the show now for three seasons. You haven't gotten the hang of it by now. Yeah. And like even Marisol and Alexis, Alexia, who do everything for each other, have thrown each other under the bus in these yeah, conversations. Have. You have to be able to kind of sometimes go against your friend like Dorit and Kyle. You know, like it happens on every show and sometimes it's uncomfortable. But if you're always going to have your friends back and you're not going to like say the truth, then you really are just kind of a an, an accessory. You're not your own person. And so I, I don't know. Nicole is just to me, so, so wonderful. I love the, her relationship with Gertie and I love how she's, she was there for Gertie so well and so strong. And so Gertie, oh my gosh, Gertie, meanwhile, has to come to this party while, Le oh no, Lisa, what are oh, Lisa coming in there like that at this party? She comes two hours late. She comes there and she goes, I'm the most important. I'm the star. I know she's being sarcastic, but it did come off so unlikable. It did. And then she just went off on Alexia. The two of them just start what were they fighting about? What are we talking about even? I feel like we've lost the plot with their argument. No and idea. I, and I'm tired of Lisa coming late to everything. That's really annoying. It is. It's always, there's always a reason. Like, fine, the police were at your house one time, but what was the reason this time? It's yeah, it's something. It's oh, like, she's somebody where her problems take precedence over everything. And God forbid you're having a bad day in one event. She can't hear you because she's so far up her own ass that she's just her problems reign supreme it's all about her 24 7 yeah. and i think that she's irritated that they're all exhausted and mm -hmm. they, they can't take it anymore because there's totally so much i mean we should not still be focusing so much on her and lenny when we have gertie dealing with cancer in my opinion i feel like gertie has not really gotten the spotlight that she deserves because they're still focused on lisa and lenny and it's like, girl, we we spent a lot of time on you last season. Now it's time for Gertie to share her stuff. Just yeah, and, and I agree that, like, Lisa had a season last year that was such a touching, like, unifying girl moment, which is, like, he's leaving me, mm -hmm. and he's effing me over, and the girls were like, we got you, sister. And everyone was Team Lisa, right? That season ended where everyone was Team Lisa. And somehow she's found a way to turn that experience into making us say, like, geez, please don't make us Team Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I don't want to be Team Lenny. And you, you know, point because – they haven't rallied around Gertie the way they they rallied around Lisa. And that's really, that's strange to me. So Gertie is going through literally a life and death health issue. Mm -hmm. And minus Nicole and maybe Julia a little bit, most people kind of don't care. They don't. They're like, okay, like, oh, sorry to hear that. Sucks for you. Um, yeah, like pass me, the pass the bread. Like they're nonchalant yeah. about it. I mean, she's there three days after surgery. She had a huge um, portion of her of her cancer cut yeah. out of her boob and she's at a party and you guys are not like treating her like a freaking queen the entire time. You're forgetting she's there. They ignored her. She was just like, they, like nobody asked her how she was doing. She was like, I can't take this anymore. They did not care at all. I'm they with you. Damn about what she's going through. And like, I don't know. I mean, obviously her story is so sad anyway, but I don't know if I relate to her so much because of her being a boy mom and just, you know, that. But I, because I, I have two boys, I literally want to watch a one hour show around Gertie. Like, I just love seeing her journey. I love her honesty, her transparency. I love her husband. I just love mm -hmm. her so much. And I was so sad seeing her leave. And did you see what kind of a friend she is? Because as she's leaving... She still looks at Julia and she's like, make it right for Nicole. That she's was a good sweet. person. She is. She And so is Dr. Nicole. That's why they Those get along. Well. Yeah. I really love them. Like, like Adriana said at a moment, like, I'm, I'm going to mess up her accent, but it was like, Julia and I are Thelma and Louise, you know, something like that. I was like, I don't want to watch that movie. 
Like, go away, Thelma and Louise, and let me see the two sisters of Nicole and Gertie. Like, I just want to watch those two. Um, Before we move on from Miami, let's talk for a second about Larsa, her daughter, and Marcus. This was like an interesting side. To see Larsa as a mother is very confusing to me. I just can't visualize the fact that there's a teenage girl out there whose mom is Larsa. (laughs) It's kind of hard to see. It's it's hard to watch a little bit, right? Like Larsa should not be a mom to a teenage girl. It doesn't connect. I think it's it's her personality. It's the it's like there's like no like life behind the eyes. It's That's just it there's just like it's like hello is anybody home? It's like she's like an empty vessel. Hi guys. Hi. Yes. Yeah, yeah very much that the Kardashian vocal fry. It's just very like surface level, nothing deep, no deep thoughts in her brain. It's it's nothing. I, I don't know the word, but yep. she's not she's not like connecting. She's not connecting, and you're right. It's very surface, and even just the way she talks about how much she loves Marcus or her kids, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like I'm supposed to say this. Yeah, and Marcus seems like a really good guy. He does. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm pretty surprised about how much he is coming off so likable. I mean, we'll see them on Traders and I'm actually interested to see them under that kind of a show because I want to see like how smart th- you have to be smart to be on Traders, like really smart. I watched season one. So that's why I just can't imagine Larissa going too far in some weird way. I do think. I mean, I don't think Tamara is going to go very far. I think she can't play her cards well. Like, I think she's going to be so obvious. Um, I'm excited for Traders. Okay. We move on to Beverly Hills. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so I have loved this season of Beverly Hills. You? Same. I think it's Chef's Kiss. Lisa Rinna being gone was bye the bye. thing. Yes, like thank God. <laughs> I am. I am so into it. Um, I would say, you know, Crystal's kind of forgettable, but I am still really enjoying her presence. And Erica, to me. And I'm, I'm curious about you. Erica, to me, is the one that I could get rid of on Beverly Hills, I think. Well, Anne-Marie. <laughs> oh, she can go. Anne-Marie's already gone. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> she never got on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what are your thoughts on Erica and Crystal? Well, I think that I, I forget that Crystal is there every episode. Nice woman, but I don't think that she's cut out for reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um. But she does, t- next week, she does get activated. No, she does get activated, for sure. You are such a bitch, she says, yeah. something like that. But I, I feel like Still. I don't care anymore. You know, it's, I mean, Crystal, like, she is the money and the clothes, but I just, it's just, I don't care. She's a good person, and usually really good people through and through are not good reality stars. You can be if you, she doesn't have that edge. That's her, like. That's the thing. If she just had a little bit more edge to her, she would be great. Yeah, like Nicole has an edge and she's yes. a really good person. Gertie yes. has an edge. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. a really good point. Um, but, Yeah. Eric, what, about, what about Erica? Okay. What are your thoughts this season? I have to say this season, Erica is definitely giving because that scene with her and Denise Richards at Taco Tuesday. It was, it was fantastic. You couldn't write that. I said, you know what, Erica? I had to give you your props. Like, you did that. She, hey. did a, she did a really, really great job, kind of. And I love I love Erica when she doesn't get really mad. Yes. And she's, like, Erica is, like, I don't know. Maybe Erica's on beta blockers as well. Or, like, we were talking. Who was I talking maybe Mer- about Meredith on Salt Lake City? Like, it's like they're very angry, but they don't get upset. Yep. But they're angry. Mm-hmm. Like they will, they will kill a bee, but we yeah. won't actually, you know, but the, we, we won't really know if yeah. they're mad. It's really interesting. Okay. So, so, okay. So Erica, she did do her service, but last, last night's episode, she wasn't even in it. And I still really enjoyed it. That makes me question her, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, 
The reason why I love this season of Beverly Hills so much is I feel like we're finally peeling back the layers between behind perfection. And Kyle Richards has always been, in our opinion, obviously she's had her issues and we've seen this, the drama with her sisters, but like, to me, she's always felt perfect. Like the most perfect you can be on a housewife show, right? You know, she has the house, she has the kids, she has the husband, she has the money, she has the the looks, she has the dogs. Like it just like, it was, it's so, I, I never really fully loved Kyle, but this season, seeing her really show her true sides and like really kind of come out of her shell of trying to pretend like everything's fine have made me really like her. It's weird. I didn't think I was going to like her at the beginning of the season. And now I like her. You're not agreeing. I see what you're saying. I think that, yes, she always tried to have this veneer of perfection, but I could always sense her insecurity season 100%. One. Like, she didn't hide it well. It was the constant, like, well, you know, we might not be the richest, but we don't care because we're so rich in love. And it was like, well, if you're so happy about that, then why do you keep mentioning the money? Like, just be okay. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like when then when he finally got in, he finally got the money. You know, she bought all the bags and all the accoutrements to go with the money. And I always felt like she was trying to keep up with other people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I know. Right. I mean, Kyle Richards, by nature, screams insecure. Yes, um, yes. Even this season where she's becoming more secure, you still see it. Yeah. Um, it's always been more centered around weight. She's talked about her weight and her looks a lot through the years and feeling uncomfortable in her skin and her body. She's talked about her insecurities in her marriage. We've seen that over the years, like even season one where she was like, why is Camille dancing with Mauricio? And um, I'm doing a rewatch right now with Zach Peter. That's why it's like fresh in my head. And, um, and she also, you know, through the years, like at white parties when girls would talk to Mauricio. And then um, she also had a lot of insecurities about, you know, I, I like the friendships and, and there it's, it, it does scream from every single corner mm -hmm. of her life. Um, we're hearing through her that she really is, is anti-conflict and scared of conflict. And it gives her anxiety because of her, the way she was raised. And this is literally, we're watching her like figure out her trauma, like in real time. It's pretty insane to watch. I actually really, love how forthcoming she was in this episode about the fact that she's finally trying to find her own personal happiness after so many years of, of giving for others. Right. And mom, like what a mom story is that that's the story of being a mom is spending your entire like life, basically making sure your kids are okay. Making sure your husband is okay. Making sure everyone, the dogs are okay. The family's taken care of, you know, whatever. And now she's like, it's literally like the, it's, it's an age old story, right? Um, Okay. What about, let's think, uh, before we get into, you know, the, the, well, they go to Ojai. That's yep. how the show starts. They go to Ojai, which have you ever been? I haven't been to Ojai. It looked beautiful. It's so lovely. And I need to go back. I've only been there just for a couple hours, but I've heard so many great things about the Ojai Valley Inn. And it's like one of those places that you go and it's just magical. Um, isn't it interesting that Kyle planned a wine tasting event and wasn't drinking? Like, <laughs> what's up with that? Well, I guess it was because it was Anne Marie's birthday. Mm. So that's just an excuse. There's no way they went there to celebrate 8.5's birthday. <laughs> What are our thoughts on 8.5? I called her negative 8.5 last night. <laughs> um, trying way too hard. Way too hard. No storyline. Boring. She's not. I mean, the fashions aren't hitting at all. No, everything, everything. But also her approach. It's so in for like the dig. Like yes. come in and just have fun. Why are you so anti-Sutton and this like this esophagus story. I mean, who knew that the esophagus was going to be like the most talked about character on Real Housewives? It's the new Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. I mean, like, leave us alone with this esophagus. Okay, so so she so they go up to Ojai. They actually have what seems like a really fun time. Kyle's a shopaholic. Yes, yes. I, I'm I'm right there with her, though. I get it. I get it, too. But I always think about this. And you guys... Please correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they say that when someone has like some sort of like addiction personality or addictive personality or struggles with something, it can get transferred? 
I wonder if she was oh like she stopped drinking. I wonder if now she's shopping. Like I wonder if there is like a little connection there. Not to say that she was ever addicted to drinking. I don't think that that was that was not my impression. But like it's almost like just thrill seeking or happiness seeking behavior. If you can't get it out of something, maybe you'll transfer it to something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, must be nice. Must be freaking nice to be Kyle Richards and just being dropping five hundred thousand. This that this. How do we get there, Brooke? We we can get there. Well, Mauricio's single, so yes. he's he he looks he's looking he still looks good, but he's definitely looking a bit um a bit aged with all that's going on. Well, his teeth are. I always I always like to say that Mauricio is like that, like so uh you know like he's he's like the the teeth man right um he's he someone said yesterday i mentioned on the show that he's giving in all his social media newly single on bumble for the first time like it's very like look at me i am shopping and skiing and going to get wine like he's just like such a thing i don't know oh you know what i was happy about for last night's episode we heard from portia we heard portia's name Portia, the forgotten daughter. Haven't you been wondering where Portia has been during this experience? Because I don't think her parents remember that she's alive. Not the forgotten daughter. Uh, who's raising Portia? <laughs> well, no, she had the episode, like, what was it? Episode two, when her and Mauricio got in the fight about the tattoo. It was Portia's yeah. birthday, remember? That oh, happened. I mean, she's a, she's there. But like, I'm saying in real time right now, when Kyle's in Aspen in Mexico and everywhere, and Mauricio's in Aspen, Mexico, Dallas, whatever, where is Portia? She was like, there with them, right? They took the they took the pictures of them in Aspen with Rihanna. She did no. She actually didn't wasn't in the Rihanna picture, but the rest of the daughters were. Portia's around. I'm being a little facetious. I just think it's kind of funny. We always laugh that like Portia's like, when are my parents going to get it together and remember that I'm still here? Like, they're the parents have lost. It's like they they separated two years too early. <laughs> just, like, they should have just waited for a couple more years. But it did sound Kyle did say that she's an she's a nature lover. Mm -hmm. She loves to do things with her dogs, hike, whatever. And she's, after Portia moves, she's going to probably move out of L.A. Yep. I wonder where she's going to go. I also wonder where Morgan Wade is. Doesn't she live in Nashville? Yeah, I think she'll probably end up in Nashville. My, that's my guess. Yeah. Are you, Brooke, a believer in the Morgan and Kyle relationship? Absolutely. Have you always been or did last night seal the deal for you? Well, last night definitely sealed the deal with what she was saying in her confessional about, you know, he's not around. He's always on business and she's finding herself and she's getting to her happy place and life is too short. Um, I I mean, it was after uh, Kyle show, was in the music video. That's when I said, OK, yeah, they're not faking this. They, they're together. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think. um I mean, I had heard from inside sources about it from even way before that. So I've always been a believer. But every time I talk about it, I still get DMs and, and messages saying, you are, you know, that's so rich of you to say, like, that's not true. And actually, while we were recording, I saw in my Instagram, um, do you know who Face Reality 16 is on Instagram? No, I don't think she, I do. She's the one that like started that deep dive about Kyle and Morgan and like did all the stories about the ring and like the differences. And she was going through this like in July when things were just starting to kind of come out before the separation was announced. Anyway, she has like 100,000 followers. Like she got thousands of followers from this deep dive. And she just text, she just DM'd me talking about how someone DM'd her the other day and was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You're right about Kyle and Morgan. Um, she says, I was I was like trying to imagine what it would be like to still be questioning all of this so much into it because there's no, I don't know why they're not just saying it. at the, Maybe because at this point, her and Mauricio were still together. So she's doing a respectful thing, which is not, you know, officially cheating on her partner, like saying that she's... But, um, but I mean, the love is so real and it's actually so sweet. Like yeah. last night I felt like it was a really cute couple. Yeah. When she was, um, she was like, I'm so nervous preparing for the speech. And then Morgan sat next to her. I was like, you're, you're, you got this. And did you guys, did you see that eye contact? 
that was serious yeah. eye contact. Like you could feel it. Like they have deep feelings for each other. Deep. I mean, the fact that she was like doing her, you know, walking around and then Morgan started like doing her, you know, tech check or whatever. And Kyle was like, I got to stop and watch. I mean, and that song is written for Kyle. It's like, I'm younger than you. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you're on Real Housewives. I'm younger than you. I'm a country star. You are straight. Like the song <laughs> is basically hers and Kyle's love song. I wish for Kyle, I really, really wish that soon, 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 maybe once the separation is official on the show mm -hmm. or no, they weren't filming when the separation was happening. So I actually don't know when this is going to happen, but they have to come out eventually, right? Like, well, what point are we doing this? They're still hanging out. She's in Mexico with her right now. I think she's waiting for the reunion. I think maybe Andy wants the exclusive. Mm. Oh, you know what? That's, yeah. you know what? She is very close with Andy and maybe she was offered a, either a certain amount of financial yeah, to just hold on to it until maybe a reunion or like a tell-all or something. Or um, a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, like a like a post-jail Teresa moment. Or a pre-jail Jen Shaw moment that we never got to see. Um, okay, Garcelle and her sons. Let's talk about them for a minute. Why do I love them so much? They're so like, cute. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> it really, that, those scenes give me so much hope for when my sons are older Cause I'm not in that teenage phase yet. Like that older teenage phase, but her kids, I mean, they're not perfect for sure, but they seem like great boys. Yeah. They have a good, I love their relationship that they have. I love that scene was too cute. That she was like, okay, let's talk about sex. And they were like, mom, like, yes. And I want Garcelle's lasagna. Like I saw that scene. I was like, how nice would that be to have a mom's home cooked lasagna at this moment? Weren't you hungry? I got hungry. Always hungry. Every time there's a food scene, I will. I love a good spread. <laughs> we all, and you know who else loves a good spread is Dorit and Kyle on the floor scissoring. What was that? <laughs> that must have been. I know Kyle's over it, but that must have been wine infused by Dorit. Like they were scissoring. What did we watch? <laughs> Wait, I was I was kind of confused when because Garcelle had admitted that she had had a threesome back in the day. So when she said, oh, what's scissoring? I was like, well, how do you not know if you had a threesome? Like, Well, I don't know if scissoring is an essential must-do action. <laughs> you guys tell me. I think that most women who make out or hook up or have sex don't necessarily have to scissor. I think scissoring is a choice. <laughs> scissoring is, is an elected, elective, choice and it's also it's like a 69 like you don't have to 69 to have sex right now we feel like housewives like they're all talking about sex all the time that we're a housewife yeah um oh my god so funny the 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 question to scissor or not um <laughs> so so yes i actually thought that oh hi trip seemed so cute so fun no yeah. drama sutton was so cute and fun also in the car like why was everyone in the best mood that day they, I guess sometimes you just you get so tired of the drama. And mm -hmm. I think Sutton is probably trying to make up for how she acted in Vegas. Yeah. I think she just was like, you know, let me act like I'm crazy and fun and wild too. Wait, that's another point. She walked <laughs> out of um of the strip or whatever it's called. Uh what was that thing called oh, again? My yeah. magic mic. She walked out of Magic Mike because it was too much, and then she stuck her tongue in Dorit's mouth. Mm -hmm. And then like licked her toes or something, right? Didn't she lick her toe? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I just got grossed out. I'm st I still want to talk about lasagna. Um, what about Jarit and PK? That whole experience and that exchange. I will tell you one thing. If my husband stopped on the way to open the front door for a piece of pizza, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening there? Like PK, what? You can't get the piece of pizza later. I just find it really interesting. Like PK does not seem into Dorit. Nope. And she's tired of him too. She's like, he's a day late and a dollar short. And if he doesn't get it together, I'm done. Like I'm out. And I'm they did. They did separate. Like that is an official thing. I heard it from multiple inside sources. So, I mean, you can see they're, they're, they're on each other's last nerves. Yeah. And he really can't stand her. He's like, you talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> You're so annoying. You're so obnoxious. You're so high maintenance. Like he, he hates her. <laughs> I think he feels like she's gotten a big head because of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I mean, she probably has. Mm -hmm. 
And um, okay, so the PTSD, I mean, listen, I like I like to see that he finally kind of warmed up to her and that worked out. I do believe that she probably definitely is struggling from that and, you know, whatever. At the, okay, at the NAMI event, at the, the so sad, this event that Kyle had for her friend. Oh my God, I was bawling during mm-hmm. this scene. To lose a friend by, I don't know what you can say on YouTube or not. I say unalived because okay. it's weird. Yeah. Okay. To lose a friend in that way um, or a family member, I personally don't know anyone personal, but I know a lot of people who do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a loss like that. It feels so un- like there's no closure. Like, I don't know. I just feel so bad for her and her and the, the woman, Lorraine's family, her daughters yeah, and her mom. That ending scene when the mom's like, thank you so much for doing this, Kyle. Like, I love you so much. Like, I was in tears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that was beautiful, though, for Kyle to throw that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a post um, that I shared on my stories of Garcelle putting her hand on Sutton's hand. That was sweet. Yeah. And you know what? Sutton opening up yesterday. uh, Like, Sutton had a great episode, I think. She did. She did her opening up about her dad was so touching and so sweet and so freaking real. Like no wonder Sutton is a little bit challenging and confused, like, and like struggles. Like that is a really, really freaking tragic thing to go through with your dad. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, really liked, I I mean, I thought everyone actually had a really good episode except 8.5. Oh, yes. Oh, no, Erica had a great episode because she wasn't really around. She was in COVID land. So she she got off scot-free. But 8.5 needs to not be on the show. I don't know why they put her on the show. I don't know if they needed someone to have Kyle's back. But she literally makes Kyle look bad. May I also add, I was irritated when Dorit got annoyed with Garcelle because Garcelle had walked up to Sutton and said, oh, Sutton, by the way, Anne-Marie is talking about you and your esophagus. And then, mm-hmm. and then Dorit says, oh, there goes Garcelle again, lighting the match like she always does and then walks away. She I was, mean, literally. I was, Dorit. Dorit, shut up. Be quiet. When it comes to Garcelle, just keep your mouth closed, okay? You always say the wrong thing. So not right now. But I said, how are you getting mad at Garcelle for just relaying information? She's just- To her friend. To, yeah, she's just trying to warn her friend, like, hey, by the way, Anne-Marie's on some BS again, so don't go over there. So why are you going to get mad at Garcelle? That really pissed me off. I didn't even recognize that, but now that you're saying that, and we're already on such like thin air or thin, like we're on such a (laughs) thin thread right now with Dorit and Garcelle. Like, you're right. Dorit needs to just literally only say like, Garcelle's great. (laughs) Like right now, just shut the F up about Garcelle in a negative way. And by the way, I can only imagine how many times Dorit has gone to her friend saying, blah, 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 is talking about you over there. This is real housewives. Hello. It would, you're right. The Dorit just can't stop sticking her foot in her own mouth. She can't help herself. It was also a, a very interesting phrase when Morgan Wade was singing, and I noticed this, and Kyle was watching, and everyone was watching, and Teddy was like really touched, staring mm-hmm. at Kyle. Um, but oh, we have to mention the Nat comment in a second. But um, when Dorit said it was, you know, it's so touching, and I've been. I've seen what Kyle has gone through this year. And then she said something that I thought was a little bit self-serving. It's very important for me to know that she knows I'm there for her. Yes, I caught that too. I was so weirded out by that. I'm like, it's not about you right now, Dorit. She's very self-centered. She's Lisa Barlow-like. Yes. it, it It would make more sense to say, I'm so sad for her. I know what she's gone through and I love her and I'm there for her. But to say she needs to know for me to know that I am like, I need her to see, I need credit yes. for being a good friend. But I guess she's still upset because Kyle dis- distanced herself from her because she felt like Dorit didn't support her last year. So I guess that's why Dorit said that. Like, yeah. Kyle, I'm showing you that I am there for you, but still some things don't have to be said. She I didn't agree. add that last comment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Dorit, but she doesn't have filter. Dorit says so much. Like when she went into the olive oil store and Crystal was like, oh, that woman's going to be talking for a year. (laughs) And she's like, bon appetit. (laughs) 
you have olive oil. <laughs> um, okay, so so overall, I will say this: I thought it was a fantastic episode. I cried for Gertie, I for on Miami, and I cried for Kyle and Sutton on Beverly Hills. These shows are so real right now. They're going through such real life issues and and situations, and it's like not just about you know the fancy purses and whatever. Loving. TV right now, loving the housewives. I wish Potomac could kind of like meet us there. I know. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to watch what happens. Andy always tells us to. All right, Brooke, when are you going to be on YouTube next? You said you're uploading right now your episode of um, Salt Lake City? Yes. The reunion. So guys, that should be up in like the next half hour. Okay, we're going to go watch that. You guys, Brooke's link, um, I'm going to post it. I posted it in the comments, but I'll post it in the show notes in just a second. And um, and I'm sure you're going to be back. I love talking to you. We had so much fun, I thought. And you have to come on my channel. Anytime. Okay, per- we are going to set this up. You will be seeing more of me and Donna because this was everything. This really was. We're taking, like, we've got East Coast, West Coast vibes. Yes, yes. Okay. And next time, next time we'll bring lasagna. Like we'll have a whole meal. Let's do it. Oh my gosh, Brooke. Thank you so much for being here. Cannot wait to keep in touch with you. You guys follow, follow, follow Brooke. Thank you for following and subscribing over here, leaving comments, all the things. Have an amazing Thursday and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much, Donna. Bye guys. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.